Great. Welcome to Tea and Sympathy. We're two American ladies who can be American for at least four more years. <laughs> talk about drinking tea and watching British television shows. I'm your host, Melissa. I'm your other host, Sarah. And a Yay. fun fact, we were both election workers this year. We were. This, po- this podcast is about politics now. <laughs> this podcast is about <laughs> geopolitics now. Hope you're ready. Get excited. Get excited. To those in Luxembourg, to our Luxembourgish friends, uh, it's been a stressful time here in America. I realize that it's probably been delightful for where you are. However, we've been a little stressed, hence the, oh, let's see. How long has it been? Let's take a while. A while. Whew, 20, uh, Wow. We did talk in in August. Yeah. Uh, so you know, you know, you know, it, you know, it's the world. Uh, so we're on social media sometimes uh, at T and Sympathy Pod. That's Twitter. Uh, uh, it's the at. Wow, I'm out of practice. Letter T and Sympathy Pod. We're on the internet. <laughs> we have a website. Teaandsympathypod.com. We have an email address. Um, send us all your congratulatory notes that we have not slid into authoritarianism. Uh, at Tea and Sympathy. <laughs> yes. Teaandsympathypod at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash teaandsympathypod. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, all of those things. Mom. You live in Tennessee now, so you don't have anything to do. Uh, you should listen to my podcast. I think she's not listening because I've had conversations with her where I'm like, I've mentioned that on the pod and she was like, oh, oh. she's not listening. My mother stopped listening. We've lost our fan base. <laughs> Maybe she would be reinvigorated by knowing that we're on Spotify. Mm. Mm! Holy crap. Are we on Spotify? Yes, we are. That's I'm reading an old, yeah, old intro. Okay. Yeah. We're on Spotify too. What are you doing? Listen to us. We are hilarious. <laughs> we're hilarious. What are we drinking? Uh, well, I'm having, uh, I'm having coffee, but I'm having it in a mug from the place where I got married in Ireland. Oh, that's nice. I always loved looking at your photos. And I remember when I went to visit Ireland and you prompted me to purchase a bottle of gin. I did and brought it home. Yeah, we still have a tiny bit left of our Mm. own bottle. I have a full bottle because I really am not much of a drinker, but I do like to purchase bottles of gin. Yeah. So I have several full bottles unopened. Well, they're for medicinal purposes. Yeah. Sure. Like in Anne of Green Gables when Diana got drunk on the cordial. Oh, right. They give her gin. <laughs> no, they don't. Cordial, the wine is for medicinal purposes. Yep. Um, I am drinking tea because uh, I was running late. And with so lots I'm of sugar? Ha- yeah. I'm having my proper builder's tea, which is every day. I feel like it's not supposed to be every day, but yeah. I'm having my berries with my three cubes of sugar and some milk. That sounds delightful. It is delightful. I will say, um, 
it's not an entirely British show, though it really is. I feel like we should discuss it. It's Ted Lasso, um, which is on Apple TV. Oh, and with the uh, freshly, Jason's... freshly divorced Jason Sudeikis. I'm sorry. They're divorced. I have to go. Well, I don't think they were ever married, but they're not together anymore. He is no longer with Olivia Wilde? Nope. Wow. Uh, if anyone needs me, I will be in Hollywood trying to find Jason Sudeikis. I liked him prior to her. It was not her hotness that made him more hot to me. I find him delightful. <laughs> uh, but there is a line in the show. This is, I don't think, a big spoiler alert. We're gonna... <laughs> they offer him tea. Obviously, the construct is he's an American coach in London or in the UK. Um, and they offer him some tea and he drinks it and he's like, wow, that's terrible. Uh, I've never had tea before. And I was worried it would taste like hot brown water. And, um, sure enough, it does. Oh, and I'm, I, I'm not sure I'm with you on that Ted Lasso, but Jason Sudeikis, call me. (laughs) My phone number is. I'm glad I could give you that information today. If you think I'm not Googling that when this is all done, you don't know me at all. It's like you're like the Mandalorian. You've been quested to find. This is the way. Yep. Um, how, how did you briefly, I don't want to take too much of a tangent, but how did you um, find your experience as a poll worker? I found it delightful. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I... Granted, I don't live in, you know, Manhattan or rather, I I don't know if Manhattan is really even all that bad. Like, I don't live in like Gwinnett County, Georgia. Um, I worked at a poll that is like historically a very tiny precinct. We only had um, one like booth that had like two machines. So had one on each side. Um, which I think is, is common is actually not, um, it's not unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like primarily, you know, they had the woman, I will say, I love the women who worked there. Yeah. Uh, the two women who worked there had been friends, I think far longer than they had been working that polling location together, but they had been working that polling location for 11 years. Wow. And they were hilarious and they heckled each other all day. And it was the funniest thing I've ever witnessed. And they said that usually they get about, um, their average is 180 people to 200. And we got about 151, which I think is not surprising considering we do also have like a pretty robust early vote or I think there was a push to early vote. So, yeah. Yeah. How How about yours? Uh, Yours was way more intense than mine was, I'm realizing. Um, I really enjoyed it. I would do it again. I Um, would too. I think that it was especially important this year to make Mm -hmm. sure that people could vote um, and not have to wait in line if possible Mm -hmm. uh, too Mm -hmm. long. And I also think it was important to not rely on, you know, 75 year old women to. Yeah. Um, make this happen but the location manager where I worked um, so in my city they didn't need any more 
um, Democrats, <laughs> which is not surprising because I live in a, a blue bubble. Oh, and I- they asked you. Interesting. They don't ask. <laughs> oh, everything has to be um, one to one. Yeah. Oh, fat. were you a watcher or enough? No, you weren't a watcher because you like didn't do the scan. I'm fascinated. So they ask your political affiliation. Yeah. So everything has oh. to be like at the ballot. I was a ballot on, official. And up and up. At the ballot table, it has to be one. They have to be opposite. So it can be independent and Democrat, Republican and Democrat. You know, it has to be. They can't both be. Oh, you were a ballot official. Yes, I was. But oh, I was just like a a precinct registrar, which I feel like is a little less high stakes. Um, in Cuyahoga County, they they call you like you do the training, and then you're officially um, you're a precinct election official which sounds super awesome but it's not like I mean you can do any of the jobs there's several jobs but I thought going into it I mean I have voted before in person obviously so I know like roughly the the routine flow but I thought we were going to show up and like the experienced people were going to say sort these stack these no Mm -mm. no I I had the same experience yeah it's like (laughs) open the red ballot break the seal on the red ballot bag and record the number of the seal on this paper and then you have to like tape the broken seal to prove that like it's very intense it's intense yeah uh i i didn't have anything that intense but i did have a similar experience of like we'll be here if you need anything but uh go forth and i'm like what (laughs) i don't and then of course some and then, which was, I don't know if this is good or bad, but then, of course, then voters come up to you. And as you're doing things, you can see in their eyes that they like are like, well, you're the you're the poll official. Like, you yeah. know what you're talking about. And I'm like, no, I don't. No. I'm new at this. And that was a little stressy on me because I, you, as the voter, place such trust. Oh, I'm, I think I'm making this worse, not better. Um, we were very well prepared, but I think that it's, uh, was more stressful than I expected. Yeah. It's, um, so the, the manager at my location had been there, she's been doing it for 15 years and Mm. I, she was very calm and very, um, you know, I just felt like it was going to be fine. Yeah. And same. if anything happened, you could just ask her and, you know, she would help you. So, and that's exactly what happened. And we did have, City, we didn't have, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but you're supposed to have a table where people that are do provisional ballots go and they get assistance from a specific person and Yeah, we, because of spacing limitations due to, you know, COVID times. Yeah. Um, we couldn't have a whole table for that. So Ooh. I ended up being that person <laughs> and like provisional ballots also stress me out. They may be very yes. nervous. There's the process and thankfully they're printed on the outside of this envelope, but I was also like, Oh no, 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 no. Well, there's just a lot of like, you know, it's someone's vote. You don't want to do it wrong. And so, you know, you have to explain to them, like, here's why you have to do it. And and you want to really make sure that it's sinking in with them. Like this is going to be adjudicated. It's not a foregone conclusion that this will be counted, but you know, but you also want to reassure them that like it's legitimate. So yeah. And we had a lot of them because there were people, many, many, many people who requested absentee ballots and either didn't get them or got them and threw them, you know, like whatever happened. They didn't put their absentee ballot. And in Ohio, you can't 
show up and be like, I decided I want to vote in person. So yeah. Anyway, would do also again. would do again. I, I think that um, everyone who poll worked, <laughs> everyone who's an election uh, worker <laughs> um, for the first time, um, basically, I think came away with the, why are we doing it this way? <laughs> Yeah. This is confusing. Uh, no other countries do it like this. This is dumb. <laughs> it is. There's just a lot. And I mean, that's why to me. It is. And I, I always knew this, that it's very difficult to like commit fraud in an election. But having yeah, experience, not. I'm like, this is, it's not even worth it to try and commit. No, it's so much work. And, um, and also I wasn't aware that there's like. I mean, I was aware, but I, you know, your eyes really get open to like, there's people that come in that like don't read very well or can't see yep. very well yep. or need help. It's and they- not, it's not very, um, it's, it's voting Except- can be ableist. Yeah. 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 So I will continue to work that. Poll. This is tea and politics with Sarah and Melissa. But we want to talk about something much more, much less fraught. Yeah. Uh, thankfully this year is much less fraught last year super fraught yeah and also I guess we should have set up top if you don't want to hear about bake off I don't really care deal with it or turn it off yeah bake off is like last year where we're getting it this is we're doing it in real time because we're getting it in real time if you don't like it get over it yep you knew what you were getting into when you turned this podcast on so I don't want to hear it it's gonna be us rambling (laughs) But uh, so last year, um, I didn't even watch the last episode last year because I hated the season so much. And yeah, I did. I don't remember it. Um, I disavow the result and accurate. I didn't enjoy it. And now, and then they threw us a wobbly because they were like, Sandy's leaving. Yep. Threw us a wobbly, threw us for a loop. And however, I will say I was less wobbly about it because I knew of Matt Lucas. I had seen him from his time in Little Britain, which if you have not watched Little Britain uh, with uh, Matt Lucas and David Walliams, I highly suggest it. I believe it's it's on one of the streaming services, I believe somewhere, maybe HBO, but it's available in the United States and it is (laughs) so absurdist and wonderful and like I'm sure that one of my all-time favorite bits from them is when they dress up like Victorian ladies and like I'm a lady like it's 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 all that I love about British humor if you don't know if you don't know little Britain and you don't know who Matt Lucas is you may know him from the movie Bridesmaids right 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 but like go watch little britain he matt lucas plays um this um hilarious council estates chavish <laughs> character vicky is her name vicky can't remember i'm gonna go look maybe uh it's it's i i kind of knew what was going to happen or i knew like the vibe the vibes so I think he gets, um, I think him and uh, 
no no fielding that i always want to call him nevin or nigel and it's not it's just no it's no and i know who he is so i don't understand why nevin like i don't even yeah, whatever i don't understand that um but they they have a good um repartee I, they I clearly like- have known each other for quite some time yeah. obviously we've talked about this before where like everyone in the uk has probably worked with each other <laughs> in some form or another I feel like there are times when Matt Lucas is um, like kind of shtick on Bake Off is yeah. tiresome it's to me. But... Very um oh Vicky Pollard. Vicky <laughs> Pollard is played by me. Just if you if you watch nothing else, watch Little Little Britain for Vicky Pollard. My God. <laughs> it's delightful. Yeah, I kind of, you know, I initially was like, oh, he's going to be the sticky guy and, and Noel's going to be the straight guy. But now I'm just, I, I think they're both, both the sticky and the straight in, in yeah. one and at any given time could be anything. Yeah, I agree. I, I personally love Matt Lucas's sense of humor. I think it's delightful. I have said this before. Uh, this is the horniest season of Bake Off ever. Like they're in that bubble together. <laughs> I know. There's always been. I mean, this started with Mel and Sue. There's always been sort of like um. Oh, there's a word for it. Ooh. There's always been, I guess, like double entendres or 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 you know, there's been blue. It's not blue. I don't remember. It's always been slightly horny. Randy, naughty. Oh, Randy, that's a good word. Randy. There's always been like a naughty undercurrent to it, but there's something about like there. I mean, honestly, there's something about the fact that Noel Fielding, while it isn't gay, uh, no, but androgynous. And, kid, and is very androgynous and is yeah. very in touch with his um, sexuality. And Matt Lucas, who is a gay man, um, there is something about the the like gleefulness with which they push Paul Hollywood. And I don't want to say push Paul Hollywood in a sense of like he seems to be uncomfortable. Matt, uh, Paul Hollywood is seems to be uh delighted by it all by the horniness of it and thinks it's hilarious I well. th- it, to me <laughs> I think he just thinks he's like along for the ride like honestly I feel like this season Paul and Prue were just like great Whatever. I'm along I maybe because they had to do such heavy lifting last season or because they got so much flack last season I don't know I'm talking you should talk I think that first of all, the pandemic in general has made people horny in weird ways. That I don't know. Now, well, I don't know if it's the fact that I don't know if it's the fact that people are like trapped in their homes. A lot of people, um, and they're watching a lot of they're consuming a lot of um, movies and and so you're well, probably yeah. But um, (laughs) if you just if you're watching a lot of Netflix and hulu and movies and it's all these you know it's very attractive people like henry cavill is in your face all the time or um you would say that i was talking lessings 
you know, you're just like absorbing, you're absorbing all of this attractiveness. And so I think it has just manifested in strange ways and, you know, whatever. Anyway, it's so cheeky and like, so, but it's so pure. Do you know what I mean? Well, there's, I think the, the joy of it is back a little bit. Yeah. The joy, I literally, that's in my notes where my first note is the joy. Yeah. And just the cheekiness is so, is like, honestly, the little hands gag at the beginning of whatever one that was, is, was delightful. (laughs) Did you catch in the most recent one, the one from yesterday? So they have Mr. Spoon now. Yeah. Well, now it's not Mr. Spoon. It's Mr. Spoon's someone named Andre. Well, did you hear them say that Mr. Spoon said he wanted to see Peter naked? (laughs) Yeah. I, I was like, I feel like maybe that, that could have been edited out for the, how old is Peter? 19 years old. Like, let's I mean, he's down. in college, whatever. In, I man. think he was, his little face was a little bit like, excuse Honestly, me. Honestly, I, being, I feel like I of, harassed by Mr. Spoon. Of all of the things, that, of all of the horny moments that have happened on this season, and it's been a lot. I should have gone back and like written them all down, but it's, it's, it's I have repeatedly said that it's very horny it's not necessarily erotically it's not erotic it's very horny Prue said something about somebody's oh nuts yeah um Paul said something about Mark had Mark had nut Mark had uh lots of nuts Prue said or no uh Paul said something about feeling a tug and then it melting in your mouth (laughs) Um, I I could go on please do (laughs) (laughs) but I think first of all so the we've talked about this before that there may be there may be we may be starting to reach a level of like baking talent on season 11 where it's like you know what I mean like some the the showstoppers are not consistently like wow um yeah i you know go back and watch some old seasons and you will see what i mean it it, i feel like either well i feel like it's so here i feel like we're on the other side of the bell curve and i don't mean from like a popularity like i don't mean the ship the show has jumped the shark although it nearly did after last season i mean the showstoppers in this season remind me of, say, like pre-Nadia seasons where like I feel like with Candace and Rahul, mm-hmm. of course, there's like I feel like Candace and Rahul, which I know that there was like Sophie in the middle, but whatever. Uh, I feel like. Let me I need to go back and look at like the actual like where we are um was I, it you that said something about was it isomalt that you were like please nobody this season i can't use isomalt yeah i feel like C- series seven which I, I we're going on the original series here people because i can't i can't deal with it so i feel like not just because i'm such a stan for candies brown (laughs) but i I, but i feel like it was like with nadia it it started to get great and then like candace and then like 
Sophie, whatever. I don't really get it, but fine. Yeah, but remember, do you remember? But it was very mom? good. Her, Sophie and Kate and Steven were very yes. good. Yeah. And then like Rahul, I feel like, I really do think the peak was um, Kim, Joy, Rahul, and Ruby. Yeah. And then I think it took a drastic <laughs> turn down with series 10. But now in series 10, nobody reminding was. me more of like, this is reminding me more of like, uh, like Nancy's season. Oh, Nancy. Richard, Richard and Nancy. Oh, right. Them. It's a little bit more. It's not as absurdist and like bizarre as series 10 it's a little bit more i feel like they reined back the insanity a little i feel like in series 10 first of all nobody's talent rose to the level of no. we've seen before i feel like nobody was having i can't a good believe time. you fu- honestly rahul the <laughs> it was like rahul was like a two-term elected barack obama and fucking excuse me david was donald trump there was a horrible backslide <laughs> <laughs> this is not to say that David is a kid Trump, which he's not. I am not equating it. I'm equating the phenomena of but reaching the can't. apex of something and then your inevitable downward slide. I'm sorry, but when somebody presents a whatever the the ch- mm, anise artichoke cake with beet flavored icing like just please stop it and go i love that you remember all those details because they I, all sounded i disgusting. almost don't i it's like almost like it never happened i don't i couldn't i could not recall anything that happened in season in series 10 it was like he went out of his whatever i'm not gonna dwell mm. on that because mm. in the past <laughs> so <laughs> in the past um, but I, I, I really have enjoyed, I don't, I don't know. I, I made it like very far into the season without remembering who a lot of the people were, because I, I think cause four of, or five of them at one point were named Mark and then <laughs> this season. Yeah. I love both Marks. I am very sad that they're both gone because I adored both of them. I mean, let's get real. We had a Mark that was from Northern Ireland who was a, a delight a world traveler yeah. world traveler and then we had mark elliott who can we just say i'm looking at their actual occupation and mark elliott uh who just left who i sort of want to marry although i think he's gay uh which is fine um he's a bronze resin sculptor is this <sighs> the guy that just left yeah i was extremely sad you know what I've noticed about Bake Off, especially in recent season, is that when they mention the occupations for people, um, they're very often are um, like support workers or mm-hmm. caregivers or mm-hmm. um, healthcare providers. Like there's uh-huh. a lot of uh-huh. workers, a lot of it. Yep. It's interesting to me. And I don't know what the the correlation is between people who do those kinds of jobs and people that enjoy baking, but it's just something I've noticed. And it's interesting. Yeah. With the notable exception of Selassie, who is like a banker. Oh, and Ruby was, um, uh, Ruby is a, a joke. She's a yeah. project manager. 
Um, yeah, of course, but it's just a kind of seems to be a thread that runs through. Yeah. We do, however, need to talk about some problematic aspects. Um, yeah. The, yeah. You, um, there's been a lot of talk about there's... Bagel, bagel Week, not Bagel Week, but Bread Week, in, which featured sort of a bagel, and then um, the babka. Yeah. And I also do. <laughs> My friend, um, Hannah, who also religiously watches this show and we have discussions about it, she did text me after the 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 steamed bun episode and she was like, why are they putting gherkins on burgers? <laughs> and I... <laughs> oh, there were a lot of gherkin jokes. I know, right. but I think that what they call gherkin is just a pickle. Yeah, they're just those little... They're know, just cornichons. Yeah. Yeah, they're not like gherkins. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways, back to bagels. Um, they were rainbow bagels, which is gimmicky. Yeah, they were gaggles. They were gaggles, which is fine. That's what they're called. However, um, it's a terrible challenge. It's a terrible, terrible challenge. It's a bad, bad challenge. <laughs> it's bagels take 24 hours to make because you typically like rest the dough for 24 hours along the same lines of brioche, I think. Um, but it's, it's, it was. <sighs> so that that is the thing that I don't like about well, the technical challenge in particular, because it's like they introduce it as Paul and Prue want to see 12 perfect whatevers. And they're not any of them going to be perfect because no, the, the time restrictions. not make them perfect in that time. It has to be rely on your skills to produce the best version of this that you can. But yeah. like, I don't really want to eat a bagel that was made in two and a half hours, to be quite honest with you. No, you can't do it. Um, also... Those bagels, and I'm talking about the ones that that Paul and Prue cracked into, that were supposedly like the the standard, were an abomination. <laughs> uh, oh. Bagels are not puffy clouds. No, no. Um, That's the other thing is I felt like Paul was like talking out of his ass a little bit about bagels and how they Paul should. has talked out of his ass several times when it comes to Jewish food he talks out of his ass when it comes to babkas he did it a week he did it a week later when babkas were on he did it he did it a few week a couple of series earlier when he had his plaited loaf which was a freaking challah yeah which he uh repeatedly and incorrectly talks about in one of his cookbooks um, dear Paul Hollywood, do you not know one Jew who can be like, bro, you're doing it wrong? I feel like there's a way to talk about things, cultural, like food ways and things like that, that you, that you understand the mechanics of like bread. Like no one can say that Paul Hollywood doesn't know about bread, but that you don't understand the, the cultural history of or that you're not overly familiar with i feel like there's a way to talk about it that's like from what i understand or from my point of view I, he's you know, done it before too remember yeah. with the povetitza which is yeah. um yeah. he's he he it, this is not outside of his realm of 
comprehension. Remember with the, uh, oh God, the Mahmoud or the, the yeah. Middle Eastern pastries, yeah. you managed to do it there. Yeah. You managed to do that, you know, you managed to do it with that like Cypriot, what was it? There was a loaf. Oh, geez. Uh, there was, there was, he's, he, it is within your capacity, Paul Hollywood, to talk about bread of other cultures and not, um, assume that you are the sub, like he's, he's done it. Yeah. He did it with the Portuguese uh, tarts too. Yes. God, he's done it before. What is your major malfunction? Well, he doesn't even know. What's your damage, Paul? You spell you don't even spell it right in your cookbook. They weren't um they Jeez. weren't talk- talking right about they don't know anything about brownies either. So. Oh, the brownies episode was horrifying. What are you guys doing? First what is all, that? What the hell? I've never heard anyone say the entire pan of brownies should be fudgy. Uh actually, Paul, no, we have whole pans in the United States designed to either have a fudgy center section or a more like they wanted the whole thing to be like a like a like a molten lava cake well also don't decorate oh. no don't decorate brownies nobody oh, decorate brownies it's can disgusting. have the following they can have frosting on them they can no, have a, that either well i don't like it but i that's people do it um it can, have, can a, have like a white chocolate like a little bit of jackson pollock yeah, or a uh, cream cheese swirl or a peanut butter swirl. Like, these are the things you can do to brownies to make them look, like, better than they are, which is like a fallen cake. That's what it is. Buttercream so, frosting on it, though. Yeah, but, like, the whole, like, Mm-mm. it's just, it's stupid. And, like, these brownies have fallen in the middle. Yeah, no shit. That's what they do. They that's co- they- literally what they do. <laughs> that's the magic of brownies. You don't know what you're talking about. So. Like, oh, I'm reading this. I'm reading their brownies and it makes me want to vomit (laughs) well they they complain so much about i have read so much shit talk about american scare quotes scones so like have a little humility that's not yeah exactly exactly yeah thank you I think we're I think we're we're beating the same drum, which is like, hey, Paul, you don't know shit about Jewish baked goods. Uh, You might not also know anything about typically you U.S. based baked goods. So don't assume that you do. Yeah, like it really comes into play because when they have biscuit week, which are cookies like they they have a different. What I consider to be a cookie is never what they're looking for. <laughs> you know what I yes, mean? Yes, like, right? I'm always like, oh yeah, I would love a chewy chocolate chip cookie. And yeah, then that'll, get, like, you. that'll they, get you kicked out. That will get me kicked right the F out. You know what they used to do was they used to have the little um, inner interstitials where it was yeah, melon. Yeah, I love that. Would go to Germany with the steamed buns. God, I miss that. Yeah, and they would learn about. So that's one way to handle it. Yeah. Um, I hate to think because I don't know anything really about it, but I I feel like probably there were people who watched Japanese Week and were cringing very hard. I'm sure that there were. <laughs> I'm sure I personally 
I can't stand steam buns. They make uh, uh, there was uh, Japanese week was very challenging for me. I find matcha disgusting. I don't like, I like steamed matcha. buns. Honestly, I don't know why no one did like barbecued pork steam buns. That's a thing. Hell, the Trader Joe's here in the U.S. has Philly cheesesteak steamed buns. That would have been awesome. That would have won you something. Like, I think what I I will say, (laughs) I know that we've I've know that in the past I've I've very much advocate. Like I I I've said I've mentioned it before, but I think it's high time that they let. Uh, an American born UK citizen on the show. We've now had two French, you know, Hermine, I think is originally from France. And then we had Manon who was originally from France. And like, so they're clearly UK citizens by birth. Mm -hmm. You need to have an American on because you're getting it. The more you bless him. I loved him, but like New York style vanilla, like you're, you're, you're doing it wrong. Also their cheesecakes are weird. Yeah. They're different. Than- Why are your cheesecakes so weird? You guys need to, you gotta, you there, there, ha- I'm sorry. There has to be like an American born, but has been living there for extended periods of time. Do you, do you know the ration of shit that Paul Holly would give that person every single week? I know, but it would be good. They'd be good at it. Also, um, you know I love a weird British dessert, but um, that pond pudding. This is like pond pudding. I'm not grossed out by the suet part. Yeah. I Is it the whole lemon that does it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. What are you talking about? Well, when they were talking oh. about, so for the benefit of people that don't care wow. British Bake Off, which why are you? But um, so Sussex Pond Pudding is this, you know, centuries old, quote unquote. Yes, yeah, 1672, first recorded. Where it's an entire lemon inside some like butter and sugar and then wrapped in suet pastry and then you steam it and you steam it for two hours at least I've gathered. Um, yeah. And it, the idea is that you can cut right through the entire lemon. And when Paul and Prue were eating it and talking about it, they were like, Oh, it's so great because like the sharpness of the lemon and the sugar and butter. And I was like, when do you talk about the bitterness of the whole lemon peel <laughs> that you <laughs> steamed right along inside that well, wrapper? Honestly, the one that they cut into had had enough time to steam. So I almost didn't notice that it did have a hole because their lemon dissolved. Yeah, it fell apart. It did fall apart. So I almost didn't notice. So when they were assembling it, I was like, wait, sorry, what? You're putting in a lemon. (laughs) Pardon? Uh, I think this is just, yeah, one of those things where it's like, after cooking so long, the skin of the lemon, if included, almost candies like a marmalade in its own juices and that of butter and sugar. And uh... I think so that challenge is this is where I and I know that like you part of it is that you don't actually have enough time to do these things and whatever, right. but they never give them enough time. But so they had to make two of these things and they give you these like very 
opaque instructions about covering it with a pleated piece of foil and paper and then tying the string for the handle of the and I, I was like this is not a craft challenge and there are all these people that were like I couldn't tie mine up because I don't know how to I've never made a steam pudding with a string handle before yeah we'll probably have they've brought them to the show before putting bowls with handles on them so that that kind of stuff like that i feel like occasionally they do technicals with like you said opaque language because don't say pleated say folded in the middle yeah like I feel like a lot of people get tripped up and maybe they do this on purpose but like it's not actually always the bakes that trip people up it's the like wait fold it lengthwise fold it widthwise like what are you what's the the, it's like it's very unclear language which (laughs) I is probably with a re like for a reason but also like man yeah break you already didn't give them enough like you're already out here being like these should seem steam for at least two hours here's an hour and 15 minutes like what yeah exactly um just to get i guess wrap up the the most recent episode i really i really did like the the showstopper challenge i thought that that was a good you know, it's to demonstrate your skills making different things. So like the jelly and the cake and the mousse and all that. Yeah. I, I thought that they were like, Hermine's was stunning. Honestly, it was, it was stunning. I, the, yeah. Vis- I, I enjoyed looking at them visually. I'm not, re- I have a very hard time with jellied things. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't like, I don't really like gelatinous <laughs> things and not that's not just fan. I'm not a jello fan I also don't like um stuff in in kind of Asian cooking where it's like jiggly jiggly things with chicken feet in it sort of a thing oh like aspic I don't like aspic you're not a meat jello fan <laughs> no um I'm also, did I talk about how I was watching Ted Lasso as well? You did at the top. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes ago and I can't even remember what I'm talking about. Uh, that's a great, I'm, I'm enjoying that. That's yeah. sort of tangentially sort of British. Also, I watched The Queen's Gambit, which while I don't believe is British, it feels very British. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's based on the... Uh... Uh, previews i haven't watched it yet but oh it's uh, quite good you know it starts tomorrow holy smokes yep holy smokes i can't believe i just i i forgot i wow holy moses yep i am ready my body is ready let's do this do they they drop everything oh they drop it in like a binge right uh i can't remember I think they drop them all at once, which by world. Hard. That's hard. Oh, I mean, not for I, me, but I live alone and have no commitments to anybody. So. Well, I don't really either, except that it's so easy to just sit and watch it for six hours and then it's done. And it's kind of like. I, I know. 
I'm going to, maybe I'll try and space this out. I need to, who, I'm trying to remember who's joining us for season four. Um, Jillian. Oh, Emerald Fennel. Oh no, she was their last one. Yeah, there's, um, it's not the Elizabeth Tabicki Diana yet. It's a different Yeah, it's the other one. Oh, I know who's joining us season four that I was very, 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 very excited about. Yeah. Jillian. I said that just now. I just said Jillian. You did? I thought you said Julie. Man. Sorry, I just stole your thunder. Didn't or you stole mine or whatever. It doesn't matter. I thundered and you didn't hear it. That's all. That's fine. I'm very excited about that. I she is, I think, one of the I don't know if she's underrated. Yeah, she's one of the best Brits. She's the best Brit. Yes. Oh, we're getting a Sarah Ferguson. I didn't re I didn't realize that. Oh, I didn't either. I'm I'm extremely excited. We're getting it. We're getting a Fergie. This is a good. This great. is good timing. This because is a great season. I I'm ready. We've been watching. Well, I've been watching anything, any docu series about Nexium Cult that I can get my hands on. So I've. Had- oh, I. <laughs> I haven't watched the Stars one, and here I'll tell you why. Because oh, this week. <laughs> This is a good, this is a weird jam-packed uh, episode. Yeah. I did my free trial of stars to watch the Spanish princess, oh, which I wish God. I would have never done. That sucks. <laughs> Dear God, what a tire fire of a television show. It sucks really bad. It sucks so bad. Even by the standards of like frivolous. Uh, even by the standards yeah. of frivolous, soapy drama, it is uh because the I white mean, queen, we're gonna have Sarah. We're gonna have to do a whole episode on. I know we already did one once, but we're gonna have to do this again. Where it's like, okay, look, I get that you have a narrative you have to work with here, but you can't just make things up no. that never happened in history. So, like, did you watch the White Queen or the White Princess? I've watched both. Yeah. Okay, so those were those were good. One better than the other, I would say. But you got Jodie Comer. You got Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, got, both, I loved them. And because they were good, Max Irons. You have Max Irons. Yes, and because we you, they were well done. You notice yeah. less the fudging about with historical timelines, which I understand Correct. has to happen in these shows. But like, you know, like in the Tudors on Showtime. Did you watch that? Yeah, and they like compile. They made a composite out of. Like they they gave Mary Tudor's storyline Margaret's name. They gave they named Mary Margaret, and instead of sending her to France, they sent her to Portugal. Which why mm-hmm. why did yeah. you have to change that? I mean, it, I don't know. Um, like that kind of stuff is incomprehensible to me, and that show wasn't that good anyway. But um, yeah, I used to really like. I I think I liked it. Uh, uh, I think I liked it a lot more. <laughs> Obviously, there's a heavy Henry Cavill presence in it. Yes. However, I think I liked it a lot more when it was kind of it. There wasn't. Yeah. Uh, that was the only thing to. But the Spanish princess is garbage. Just know the that. The Spanish princess is utter, utter trash. 
utter <laughs> trash. And I, I, I know that these are like hardworking people getting their acting jobs and good for you, but it's not that I don't know if it's, they don't have a knife to work with. The writing is bad or the- no, because here's the thing I've actually read. So, okay, look, Philippa Gregory. Mm, 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 mm. those are also not entire those are also very frothy novels based on historical fiction however her books are much more rooted in fact yeah like like there she does get it mostly right with the facts yeah so I don't know why uh, the Spanish princess, I don't even think that's what it's called. No, that's what it's called. Well, yeah, but I don't think that's what the book is called. Oh, no, no. That's... Her book, I think, is called The Eternal. Um, hold on. Now I'm on her page. The Constant Princess. Why did, why? Why well, did she, what? Why did she, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to get into like all of my big feelings about Catherine of Aragon, but the, sh- the show makes her look like kind of a weak idiot and she wasn't. No, but also she was not riding out into battle while pregnant. So I looked that up and I guess she did go to like rally the troops. Like she gave a big speech or whatever, but she wasn't like swashbuckling. She wasn't fighting. <laughs> no. <laughs> what the hell well anyway i i just want i don't know how i went off on that tangent i don't even i don't even know how to get back to where we were we were talking about the crown yeah well i was gonna say that it's it's well timed because we we had been watching so i'm watching um both the nexium cult documentaries and oh stars one yeah i didn't that that's where we started i didn't want to have to do another trial for the stars one because i watched the hbo one and i listened to the podcast and i feel like i probably covered full up blew through ted lasso i have like four episodes left um and and then i'll have the crown to come and save me i do recommend if you're if you're a nexium cult junkie like i am I will I'm gonna go and yeah it's yeah, a much different yeah. like like you knew when you listened to the podcast and you watched the HBO doc you knew that that guy was bad fucking news but when you watch the stars documentary you'll wish that he I mean he is in jail for the rest of his life but you'll yeah be he is now you'll be glad that he is all right well I'm gonna uh go and do a free trial can I watch it in seven days yeah, it's only four episodes. Perfect. Love it. Great. I'll do that this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. It's kind of like when you got the, the HBO doc and like you were watching along and like, you know, the story and then you get to that I, eighth episode and the well, they're the, coming back for a second season. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, I don't know if this you have this experience, but like that episode eight, when it just like hits you between the eyes with his like misogyny and the depth of his yeah it's real gross yeah it's like that's it's like the the stars documentary like grew out of that oh god okay um (sighs) so yeah i did see a really funny really like right after i think the last episode came out and i hadn't caught up yet but someone posted like on twitter like (laughs) like 
that they were going out and eating like a cake just to say fuck you to Keith Raniere. <laughs> um, I just don't. And I said this on Twitter. It's easy for me to say because I wasn't victimized by it. And I, I understand how people. I can see how people. Yeah. But he is not. He's the opposite of charisma. Oh. Like how that dumpy little nudge ever. <laughs> got anybody to listen to him about anything i just don't it's the ponytail and the headband that really just ruins it i'm like like i'll admit when he had his hair cut short and he had that nicely trimmed beard and i was like huh all right i mean okay gives me the heebie-jeebies like well now it does i mean aside from the it's the kissing on the mouth thing i have a very visceral reaction to that uh i i i it i honestly it reminds me of it reminds me of being a small child and being having my grandparents do that to me and i don't like it he just at all like all the shit that he says that's supposed to be like this like i don't like it song lyric philosophy it's oh i don't like it at a frat party that like i don't know i just no no sorry i'm not buying it i don't want to play mm. volleyball with you i no, don't why the volleyball I, whatever if if you need a a, a a good uh well done uh very taught and interesting um cult leader uh, may I recommend um, Martha Marlene Mary May or, or whatever it is? Martha, Martha. May Marlene. Mar- Mar- it's the one with John Hawks, who we know I love. Um, Elizabeth Olsen. It's the one with Elizabeth Olsen. And it's, it's, it's very good. Um, I have not seen that, but I am familiar with it. Martha Marcy May Marlene. Extremely good very good i'll tell you they could have named it better but well no it has a reason well i figured but <laughs> there's a reason for it megan and mary oh megan also if you enjoyed um we made this connection the other day we did talk about the miniaturist on one of our episodes ages ago yeah i was recording in a bathtub season one uh, season one and the uh, Anya Taylor Joy, who uh, we loved very much in The Miniaturist, is in The yeah. Queen's Gambit. Yep. So her, her little funny doll nice. face. Yep. Is her funny? Someone said, someone referred to her as an extremely attractive hammerhead shark. And I was like, yep. Oh, I can see that. She has okay. that look that like models did for a while a few years ago. Yeah, she has that look like she was crafted by Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like she's a Guillermo del Toro. Don't get me wrong. She's an extremely accomplished woman. She has a fascinating story. Like she was raised in her. She speaks gorgeous, fluent Spanish because she was raised in Buenos Aires, Argentina, somewhere. Um, but she's also she's like British Argentinian but like has lived in Australia so she is fascinating I find her interesting 
Well, I'll have to watch that show because it looks very interesting to me. It's very good. I love it. It's extremely good. Plus the fashion. Yes. The fashion. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Super episode. Yeah. Wow. We had a lot to talk about. Super sad. Surprisingly, since we don't, hadn't recorded (laughs) in several months. Well, there's a lot. Going on. going on oh geez louise Whew. and now um i think we had eight thousand coronavirus cases yesterday New yeah it's great so if nobody's going needs anywhere me, i will not leave my house again not doing so that. maybe we'll record more regularly because we're not leaving our houses again it's great the hell? everything is fine well guys looking forward to <sighs> late january and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, well, I was looking forward to December and my uh, trip that I had in August that got canceled just got canceled again. Yep. I also saw a really funny uh, also on Twitter where it was like someone like planning a vacation. I'm going to get this wrong. I'm going to get the execution wrong, but it was like planning a vacation in like August and then it was like, or I could do this all-inclusive vacation in 2025, but like I don't really want to risk it. And I was like, yeah, that's feelings. I don't know. I just, we're supposed to, we have this wedding that was postponed um, in Ireland and I don't, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. On, Not in 2020 or maybe in 2021. Um, family weddings here in the States. Don't think it sounds like a good idea. Mm-mm. I, I'm not joking. Uh, my mother and I are likely planning on having Thanksgiving, but uh, sitting across the room from each other because See, we were going to. Um, so all summer we socialized again, mostly outside, which is becoming less um, doable um, with yes, my husband's siblings and their right. family. And it was fine. I felt fine about it because I knew that they were also taking precautions, but now they they don't feel good about it because they have kids that are in school and daycare and yeah, you know, parents, older parents and yep, yep. And then we were going to just have my parents over, but I don't even think that's a good idea, honestly. And yeah, I mean, it's challenging. Like my mom lives here now, which is great. Hi mom. Um, but like she lives her life and I'm like, I gotta be honest, mom. Like, I don't know where you're breathing. <laughs> my, my big, expenditure was election day who you're breathing on or who who's breathing on you like you live your life i don't know if i want to be part i don't know if i want your air i risked my life for the sake of preserving i did too and i am done and that's gonna have to be it for a while technically i'm still isolating from that event so oh same um our county did a lot. They provided a lot of PPE and stuff, so they were very good about it. But anyway, yeah, ours was so long. <laughs> I, it's fine. They can it, look. If people are still with us, they know what they're getting, so it's fine. Yeah. I did learn that 15 hours in a mask is a lot. So oh, I, I felt you with the ears. God love the people that do it for their that job. Hurt my ears, uh, yeah. those, those fabric ones are not i don't know if fabric ones are my ears yeah they're great for running errands um man i i feel you know good about like not throwing a a bunch of stuff away every time i have to go to the store or whatever but um i did switch to a paper one because the it was just killing me 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like I was eating the cloth every time I breathed. (laughs) (laughs) Mine kept getting just like I felt like there was like condensation on my face. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't like that feeling. They also gave us, they gave us face shields. They gave us goggles. Oh, wow. Yeah. We had, I think we had those available and some women did partake of like a gown and gloves. And I was just like, I'd rather just wash my hands every time. Like I'm not touching people. So like, I just, I, I just washed my hands a lot. I did lend a lady, um, this little woman and she was having a lot of trouble um, she had a friend with her, which was good because she needed help. Um, usually her, she told me several times <laughs> that her daughter um, usually comes with her to vote. And for whatever reason, she couldn't this year. Um, and so she was having a hard time writing. She was older. Mm-hmm. Um, her friend helped her, but she brought the ballot over to me at one point and said, I'm, I have to come back and fill, finish this tomorrow because I don't <laughs> have my glasses. And we were like, no, no, no. That's not how this works. Like, Today's the last day. So I... I gave her, um, I lent her my reading glasses and, um, that was nice of you, you know, alcoholed them off afterwards. So. Yes. For democracy. Do you want to play us out? Oh yeah. I'll play us out. Talk play us, us out. out. Talk us out. Do we have a keyboard cat? I mean, we're on, we're on the social medias. Yep. If you're listening to us, you're listening to us somewhere. You know where, likely. You know where. Um, you can email us. I feel like that's important. T and somebody. Yeah. I, email us. We love it. Got to be honest. Not checking the Twitter very often, but we are. No. On. No. No. I mean, I'm not checking it. Well, that's not true. I have it set up as a column in my tweet deck to see if anyone asks us. So. Tweet deck. Look at you. Well, you know, kind of a big deal. <laughs> um, all right. Well, until next time, this is the Tea and Sympathy podcast. Signing yeah, off. signing off. Can't wait to talk again in three months. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Bazinga. Sympathy podcast is hosted and produced by Melissa and Sarah. It is recorded from Cleveland and Nashville on Zoom using Blue Snowball USB microphones. Teen Sympathy is edited in Audacity, a free, open source, cross platform audio software available at www.audacityteam.org. Teen Sympathy is hosted and published on Podbean. Thanks for listening.